Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 236. It is made possible this week by Luna Display, Away, and Squarespace. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, Stephen Hackett. Hello, Federico Vitici. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm ready to admit my defeat. <laughs> <laughs> you got. Uh, you you know, got creamed. <laughs> defeat, defeat in 2019. Defeat is the new victory. You know, being humble and being. You know. Uh, about about your defeat is the new because why is it impossible for you to both win and lose with any everybody like... can win these days it's it's harder to lose i've never known of someone to be like <laughs> so difficult in defeat like this like to brag in defeat like i don't think i've ever come across this before <laughs> we'll talk about it later don't worry okay, about it okay uh mike how are you today Oh, I'm fine, man. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. There's a, there is a lot of stuff in this Google Doc. This is going to be a monumental episode. This one's going to go down in history, I think. It is. But there's something we want to talk about right off the bat. And that is the announcement of our WBDC live show tickets. They are on I sale. I feel like you need like one of those air horns, you know, like. One of those ones to announce this. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't have those sound effects. Are too young. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just going to use what you just made as as, as the noise. <laughs> so our tickets are now on sale. It is the first link in the show notes. Uh, we are at the Hammer Theater again in San Jose. The evening of Wednesday, June 5th. The lobby will open at five. The doors will open at six. We are doing. Um, uh, assigned seating this time, so you get to pick where you sit when you buy your ticket, and that should help everybody get in more easily than last year. So I know it was a little chaotic last time. We are super excited about this. Uh, I love doing this show. It is so much fun. We're just excited. I'm, I'm so ready. I'm yeah. so ready for the live show. Yeah, we had so much fun last year, and uh, we're ready to do it all over again. So I'm. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that you'll grab a ticket and come see us. Um, there is one, I, I've decided, Federico, I, I feel like you will be more on board with me uh, than Steven in saying this. Uh, I've decided our flex this year is going to be the, this will be the most entertaining live show at WWDC. Absolutely. I mean, the- you will, <laughs> the kind of, the kind of entertainment that yep. you will get from this live show will be unmatched. You guaranteed. cannot get it. Anywhere else, nowhere yes. else. You will for the whole not week get will your you money it. back if it's not true. But I guarantee it will be true. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, attempting to get your money back will be its own entertainment. Exactly. Try that, and you know you will be entertained. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, we are playing. It will be bigger. It will be better. It will be yep. faster. Better. I don't know what it means, but it will stronger. Be, performance will be better uh-huh. in every single way. Every so, way imaginable. It's it's bug fixes over last year's show, is what you're saying. And performance improvements. Literal improvements to yes. our performance. <laughs> yeah. There would be Steven doing a you know, doing a dance thing at the beginning. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. There will be surprises. There will be questions being asked uh it would be of fun. yourself yeah. of us like of yeah. our reality our existence the, it's gonna will be, be i woof. will be asking questions and mm-hmm. i will be taking names mm. so can we shoot mike out of a giant cannon 
Well, yeah, that was the stronger part. I have to get stronger to deal with that. Yeah, to survive. Your your bones are going to explode. (laughs) Yeah. We're very excited, as you can tell. Uh, Federico has been making me and Steven very nervous by telling us that he he must continue working on his secret plans for the show. Uh, if you heard the show last year, my favorite part was Federico's secret plans, so I have high hopes for him again. So we're really, really I just want to make sure, before I, pl- I continue to plan this, w- um, the internet was working inside the theater last year, right? Yes. Uh, like, the 4G yeah. was okay. Okay, oh, perfect. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. All right. I have the Wi-Fi password, so... And if fantastic, you need it, fantastic. we can get you on Steven the Wi-Fi. Steven can get you 5G on AT&T now anyway, so like you're going to yes. be real good. I have 5GE on my iPhone, so everything yeah. is... Well, it's exactly the same as it was before, but now <laughs> full of lies. Upgraded. It's <laughs> an extra lying number. So yeah, go oh, get... Gosh. If you want... If you're going to be at WWDC, make sure you pick up one of these tickets. We're yes. expecting that they'll sell out quite quickly. Yes. Um, so there will link in the show notes. You can go and grab them. Before we move into topics, we have a little bit of follow-out our friend and probably your friend, Tyler Stallman, who is on the show now, I guess now a couple of months ago, talking about photo editing. He put up a video uh, that was really a nice compliment to what we spoke about on the show. And if that was confusing to follow because we were talking about photo editing in an audio environment, which I realized like halfway through that episode, I was like, maybe this wasn't the way we should have done think this. It did. I think it did okay because I, I learned some stuff. Like my photo editing has gotten way better since that conversation. So. Yeah, so go check out Tyler's video. A, if you're not subscribed to his YouTube channel, like, what are you doing? Go do that. But this is a great video that walks through a lot of the stuff we t- we spoke about. And um, Tyler's just the best. And this video is is well worth the watch. Even if you listen to that episode, you will pick up new things in this video, I bet. I actually saw him say on Twitter that he was thinking of the three of us when he made the video. Yeah. Like, he was thinking, which I, I think is funny, like... If they could understand, like the whole time, I was like, will they be able to understand this? <laughs> I don't know whether that's a compliment or not. <laughs> yeah, if those guys can grasp this, anyone can. Like, I'm not sure what you're actually saying about us. <laughs> I actually hope that he's thinking about us all the time. Yeah, in you know? every video just, he makes. Just in every video. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tyler. I hope you will continue to keep us in your thoughts in the future. <laughs> all right. We have a mini topic, and I'm not going to let you off the hook this time. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Federico, <laughs> tell us about your multiple watches. Look, it's a very simple story, okay? So, um, a few months ago, I was sent a review unit of a smaller Apple Watch, uh, the 40 millimeter one version. Um, I had the, uh, the 44 version for myself that I bought here in Italy, and I started testing the smaller one, and I, you know... When it, how it works, I think Jason talked about this on Upgrade with Apple Review Units. Sometimes you get a very short loan. Uh, other times it's an extended loan. This happens to be one of the extended ones. And I basically realized that I actually like um, how I got into this rhythm of the bigger one is the watch that I use during the day. Um, I uh, for workouts for because it's got it's got cellular inside and I associated my uh, Vodafone uh, plan on the 44 millimeter Apple Watch. So I use it to go to the park, to walk the dogs, to work out, to control music and all the kind of stuff that I do during the day. But then when I'm done, and usually after I've closed the rings on the in the activity app, I switch to the evening watch, which I realize it sounds like a terrible thing that I'm using two Apple Watches. But I prefer that... Um, um, I, I can keep like I can keep separate sets of apps 
on the two watches. So, for example, I got the auto sleep. Uh, <laughs> Why uh, is that required, though? It's not required. Why can't you just put them all on the same? Like, I don't understand what the... Is there a, why is there an intrinsic benefit to that? Oh, because I, I never ran out of battery. And I'm always wearing an Apple right. Watch. I never take it off. I always have an Apple Watch on me. So when I remove the bigger one, I put on the smaller one. And I, you know, that's the one that I use for uh, basically night stuff. Uh, so like sleep tracking. And I got my complications to trigger HomeKit scenes with, you know, uh, the, the blue lights and the red lights and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's got theater mode enabled so that it doesn't light up when I'm going to bed with the watch. And it's basically just a way to always wear an Apple Watch. Never worry about battery because when I get one, I put the other one on the charger and so forth. And... It's totally, totally unnecessary, but uh, it gives me a way to test the smaller one, which is surprisingly more comfortable to use than I was expecting. I always thought the 38 millimeter version was too small for me, but I think the 40 strikes a better balance. It's also a steel, uh, uh, what's it called? Space gray steel version. Uh, which made me realize I actually prefer the aluminum version because the steel one is a little too heavy mm -hmm. and I don't like the way that the haptics feel on the steel watch. So all of this will be hopefully in, a, in an article that I want to write about the Apple Watch before WWDC. I have two big stories that I want to try and do before June. Uh, one of them will be about the Apple Watch and the other will be a surprise, but it will not be the surprise I was ju just talking about. It would be another surprise. I'm a man full of surprises. You're full of surprises. So, that's why I have two watches. One of them is an Apple review unit. And in testing this watch, I accidentally stumbled across the idea of, well, it's actually nice to wear two Apple watches. Not simultaneously, just alternating them. So that's why. What would you buy next time then? If this made you make a decision like what what is the right, if you were going to buy one of them, like would you go with 40 instead of the, what is it, 44 now? I would still go with 44. Um, okay. My girlfriend thinks the 40 looks better on my wrist. I disagree. Uh, also, I just love that the screen is slightly bigger. So it's, you know, it's it. I prefer the way that, that you know, the, the, for example, the Siri watch face, there's a little more space uh, for each card, for each, what's it called, complication. Um, but... Uh, I don't hate the 40 millimeter version, whereas I really disliked the 38 one. Um, so I think it's better, but it's still not the size for me. Um, it's a good watch, though. That's, uh, I just want to double check. You understand the lucrousness of the two watches, right? When you could yes, discharge I do. it. All right, cool. I just wanted to get that on the record because I can imagine I people are like, and what is wrong I, with him? I think it's ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but, uh, but you have but them, I, so the what same, are you going to do, but, right? But I have them. <laughs> I have them. And at the same time, I also think that it's nice to never take it off, even for those, you know, 45 minutes or one hour that you need to charge the, the main watch or the single watch that you have. Because for years I've done that, you know? I took off the watch in the morning when I was having breakfast or taking a shower or something, and I would put it on an hour later when it was charged. But it's nicer to never worry about, oh, now I need to take off the watch and I need to remind myself that I need to grab it from the charger because you always have it on. So it is nicer, but it's also, you know, unnecessary because you have, you have two Apple Watches. But again, I just happen to have it. It's a review unit, so why not? At some point, do you have to give that back? 
So as, if you do, would you pick up a second watch now? Um, that's a good question. I wouldn't. That is a very good question. I wouldn't buy one, but I would consider um, using one of my old ones as the night watch because I really do like the idea. So I would essentially maybe stop selling them every single right. year because the night watch uh, is requires way less interaction from you. Exactly. Exactly. So the the night watch I would keep, you know, I think we have a series 2 or something lying around somewhere in a drawer. I could use that one. So I think I would still remain on the two watches train but not to buy the latest version, you know, of both for myself. I think that's crazy. But, you know, okay. to to use old ones, I think that would be okay and not so ridiculous maybe if it's an old one. It sounds we're on series 4 right now, right? Yes, we are on series four, and I'm pretty sure that we sold the series three. Right. But we have a series two still around, so maybe when Apple gets this one back, that could be the night watch. I have a series three. It's not doing anything. (laughs) 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 I just just don't miss it. I really don't Mm. miss it. Um, and, And I understand, like, how it is an important device for a lot of people. Um, and I get it. Like, you know, I know how much you do of it and all that kind of stuff. And it sounds really great. But it was it's just really astounding to me how I went from a device that I thought was incredibly important to not just not caring mm-hmm. in, in a very short space of time. It was kind of astounding to me, really. I, I wouldn't have expected it. Like, I, I, you know, I really thought that the Apple Watch was an important part of my day, right? Like when it comes to the way that I use technology. But I have not missed it once in seven months i've uh i spoke about this on this week's mac power users but i'm in a a place with the watch where i'm just not wearing it unless i'm working out or exercising and then it goes back on the charger or back in the nightstand and for me it's not necessarily about notifications and I, i didn't say this very well in the episode but i realized it sort of later was for me I could sit my phone down, but if I'm wearing the watch, that means I'm still tethered to the internet, like still tethered to work yeah. and, and all these other things. And not having the watch on, even with the very few notifications I allow to come to the watch, it's not a management problem of notifications. It's just any notification does this, then, I, then I'm still accessible. And that's like the flip side of the coin of like, oh, I can just glance at my wrist and see what's going on and go back to what I need to do. Those are two sides of one coin, but I'm on the wrong side of the coin and – I don't know what that means for me long term yet, but it's kind of where I am with it right now. Yep. I think everyone is like after this thing's been around for a while, they're kind of drawing their personal lines, right? It's like how much do you want to be available? Um and I think me and Federico fall on very like distinct parts of that and you're more a little bit more in the middle. I mean, I wrote about it last year, and um, that still holds true. The idea of that, I truly believe that it, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, this this tiny device that it sort of uh, pushes me to be a, uh, you know, to be a better me, uh, yep. Yep. because it's a, you know, that that kind of constant reminder, and also the fact that uh, I, especially since I got, uh, you know, the dogs, uh, the idea of I can just go for a walk without the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a really really big help. That's a bit like it's just like different different use cases, right? Yeah, yeah. But then again, there will be a story on the site. I just need to find the time to write about this. Um, but I want to do a proper 
Apple Watch story. Because last year it was uh, actually about, about the iPhone, about the Apple Watch, you know, about, uh, you know, mindfulness and all that stuff. I just want to focus on the Apple Watch this time. So it's one of the two big stories that I want to try and have before WWDC. And now that I said it, I got to keep my promise because people are going to ask. So that's why I said it, because... Carl in the chat is saying like you know you, you the, turning off notifications and stuff and i get it right like turning off all notifications but then for me it's like well what do i even what's this for like yeah. there is a whole world of watches that look infinitely better than the apple watch right like yeah the apple watch is by far the best looking like smartwatch, but it's not a good looking watch right like everyone can find a watch that they would find better looking than the apple watch because there is such incredible choice in the watch world, right? Like you can choose anything. So like if it's not, if, I, if I'm not going to have it for notifications, then I'm just going to get a different watch. And like, I know that there's health and stuff, but like I can use other devices for that. And, you know, it's like not, a, not a, like a big thing in my life, like training for my personal best. Like I don't, that's not me. Um, and outside of that, like I, I, I would just use my iPhone for everything else. So. That's like just again, no criticism on on you, but like that's where I'm coming from with it. Yeah, we, we can be in different places, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what an idea! Uh, so, Federico, thanks for sharing that. I'm glad that we finally got that out of you. Yeah, is the is the truth what what you were expecting? Just about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. This is where we find Perfect. out he's using four iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have a lot to get to, but first I want to tell you about our first sponsor this week, and that is our friends over at Luna Display. They are the makers of the only hardware solution that turns your iPad into a wireless display for your Mac. This means you have a second display that's super portable with basically zero lag and gorgeous image quality. Look, I'm a hardware fan. I like computers and the way things go together and Luna Display really wins this for me this little tiny bit of red hardware you plug into your Mac it's not bulky it's it's not big it doesn't get in your way it's really small and it's just so well designed and i think that's a really good indication of the quality of the whole product the hardware's nice and the software is great too because setting up extra screens on a Mac can be fiddly but Luna Display makes it really easy. You just plug in that little bit of hardware and you're good to go because everything works over Wi-Fi. But if you're a busy person and maybe you're traveling without a Wi-Fi connection, you can do all this over USB as well. Luna Display is a complete extension of your Mac. It supports external keyboards as well as the Apple Pencil and touch interactions, basically turning your Mac into a touchscreen device. And their all-new Liquid Video Engine brings significantly reduced latency and a faster screen refresh rate. Listeners of Connected can get an exclusive 10% discount on Luna Display. Just go to lunadisplay.com and enter the promo code CONNECTED at checkout. That's lunadisplay.com and promo code CONNECTED. So head on over there to upgrade your setup. You're going to love it. The URL one more time is lunadisplay.com, and if you use the promo code CONNECTED, you'll get 10% off. Our thanks to Luna Display for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So as I was saying, there's a certain kind of beauty in the feet that you don't necessarily get with victory, you know? Uh, like the idea of, I lost, but that's fine, because life goes on, 
and I can appreciate that I will do better next time. But if you win, you know, when you have victory, you know what you're, lo- what, what you're left with? That sensation of victory that is ephemeral and momentary, but you're, I feel like when you win, you're left with that sense of dread that you're going to lose next time. So instead, whereas you have that fear in the back of your mind that this victory will not last, I can only go up. And I, yeah. you know, it's quite a story I'm left telling with yourself optimism. over there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope that you believe that as much as you seem to, 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 to point out to the world. I'm not sure. Come on, man. Just let me spin this my way. <laughs> Why? Why would we do this? <laughs> All right. We're going to go through our predictions uh, and grade them. Obviously, there was an Apple event a couple of days ago. Um, and so we're gonna we're gonna take a look at what we predicted last week. I'll give everybody a refresher of the rules to earn any points. Everything that is declared, written down as part of the prediction, must come true. Uh, no half points may be awarded in any round. One point is awarded for any pick deemed correct in the first two rounds. Um, so, and then the third round is our risky pick round. If our risky pick is wrong, you lose a point. But if you get your risky pick correct, you get two points and we all had to agree on what risky was going to be uh the winner um, asterisk uh gets first pick at wwdc predictions so these are our wwdc prediction qualifiers so we're going to go through these here uh round one federico would you like to go through uh we'll we'll st- we'll round robin our discussion on these i think still okay Round one, this is the only, well, no spoilers, uh, <laughs> Apple, uh, <laughs> it was my only point and it was taken away from me, um, Apple News service for magazines, sure enough, uh, Apple News Plus, it's the successor to Texture, the service that Apple acquired last year, uh, it's got 300 magazines almost i counted them all it was rough but uh there's still not 300 but it will get there i think uh in addition to magazines you also get the wall street journal and the los angeles times and you also get digital publishers apple mm-hmm. calls them uh, TechCrunch and vox you know uh, TechCrunch has their membership stuff uh extra crunch at least the article uh, elements, not the video, not the audio, but just the article content will be available in Apple News Plus. And Vox is also launching the highlight, I think it's called, it will be on Apple News Plus. So, uh, magazines, uh, two newspapers, and some digital mm, publications in the form of memberships on the web, they will be rolled into Apple News. Um, Limited to the US and Canada for now. You also get some Canadian magazines. Uh, I could go through the list of some of my favorite magazines if you want. Let, uh, well, let's, let's talk about this later. Let's talk about Apple News a little bit later on in the episode so we can dive into that in a bit more detail. Perfect. Because I know that so, I, cause I'm interested because I can't use it uh, being in the UK. Okay. So. But initially, I got this point, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. And you got it early. You must have been feeling good. I was feeling good, and then I did not feel good, but we can talk about that later. So my first pick was that Apple would announce a video streaming service, which is Apple TV+. And then I was I kind of saved myself here, because I said, which includes content from other providers, but then saying, 
This will either be free content or with you paying a for a subscription within the app, which is Apple TV channels. So I'm very pleased because my initial thought was that they would announce the subscription, it would be a price, and there would be content in it. But that's they kind of announced a lot of component pieces without really announcing them all together. So without that or, I probably wouldn't have gotten this point. So, But yes, Apple TV Plus announced not a product that anybody can get yet. We don't know how much it costs. We don't know anything about it other than the fact that it exists. And then the Apple TV itself has got new functionality like TV channels where you can subscribe to HBO and Stars and stuff like that. So that was my point that I'd picked up. We all did well in this first round, I think. Uh, so my pick for this round was the video streaming service does not launch until at least May 1st. And like you alluded to, this is a multi-step process, but the Apple, the new Apple TV app with channels, so content from Showtime and CBS All Access, et cetera, just like Amazon Prime Video, uh, they've said that that is coming in May and then their mm-hmm. own stuff is coming later. So a uh, point for me. And this all does qualify in our opinion as even the TV channel stuff because this was rumored but like there's functionality that Apple has spoken about kind of confirms it. Apple will be streaming the content. So like if you sign up for HBO, the stream comes from Apple. It doesn't come from HBO. And then there's all this extra stuff like being able to download that content to your device and stuff which a lot of providers don't actually let you do but Apple yeah. is letting you do which I think is kind of cool. It is cool. So we did very well starting out, all three of yep, us. cleared up. Uh, then it takes a turn for one of us. Yeah. Uh, my second pick was Apple will also announce. And now this is where I, I share my conspiracy theory. Oh, oh, Apple no. will also announce a service bundle to get multiple services for one integrated fee. Before you share now, your conspiracy theory, I just want to say that I feel really bad for you because this one felt like a lock. Like, I lost the draft on Upgrade primarily because of this service bundle thing because i had a couple of picks related to this it didn't get announced everyone thought it was definitely going to be announced right because it just makes sense if you have five streaming services coming out which we or like four or whatever there'll be a bundle to put them all together well jokes on you none of them are here yet (laughs) right except news so there's no bundle because there's no streaming services so what's your conspiracy theory i believe I believe that Steven and Michael conspired oh, wow. this to, deep. to force me to use this pick, making fun of the fact that, oh, no, it's so obvious they're going to do a bundle. You should pick it. And they conspired. When, when exactly so did this conversation happen? They conspired behind my back mm-hmm. so that I could go home with zero points, as we'll see uh, uh, the final result. They, w- they wouldn't let me get not even one point you know here's the thing though you you actually played yourself because this was going to be my pick my first pick but you got in the document faster than me so if you were more lazy uh you wouldn't have lost well no no because okay. if no he had first right so if oh he, yeah random.org screwed you yeah well, I, I I think which also could have been a conspiracy. <laughs> could have been. Yeah, yeah Mike, been. Mike did that. Who I mean, knows mm-hmm. if it's was actually accurate? The the thing that's surprising about this is we all assumed that these maybe they won't be launching yet, but Apple would tell us how much it cost, and they didn't do yeah. that. Like we don't no. know how much TV Plus is going to cost us. We don't know how much Apple Arcade is going to cost what us. I, what I find inter- interesting is that you're not denying the conspiracy allegations. 
I'm going to speak to Mike now. Mike, if we talk to him about his theory, it only gives him credence to believe these wild things. And so we just yeah. we just move past it. What do you think? I feel it's it's one of those like I neither confirm nor deny type situations. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it's we're on the same page. <clears throat> we neither confirm nor right. deny, Federico. Anyway, uh, I was convinced there was going to be a bundle. There was another bundle. We don't have pricing on on the stuff, you know, the yeah. TV Plus and an arcade. Uh, so, yeah, no bundle, no point. I'm still sure there will be one. Yes, I was going to say, I think that you will be right if you pick this again in the fall. Because this feels like something they've they've got to do. Yeah, yeah, nice try. Nice try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I will pick it in the fall. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wink, wink. (laughs) All right, so I picked that Apple's original content will premiere after the service itself launches, that non-original content will come first, excluding uh, existing programs. So that's true. You know, this first stuff that Apple will be streaming is not their own stuff uh, because Apple TV channels comes in May. Apple TV Plus is coming in the fall. Um, I did want to ask you guys real quick. Because I know that, like, you know, I think there's, like a, again, like a sliding scale of how much attention we've been paying to a lot of this. With the shows that they were talking about, did were you excited? Are you excited for the content? Like, did, did the, the way that they pitched them, did, was that exciting to you? Yeah, totally. Uh, there's the, the morning show that I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like something that I would absolutely love. Um uh, the, uh, the other ones, I don't remember the name. There's one with Octavia Spencer and um, uh, Aaron Paul uh, that I'm also Yeah, that uh, one didn't get stage to. time, but that, that's a it good one. It didn't get stage time, but I'm familiar with because I read an interview with Aaron Paul. Uh, Little America, I think it would be something that I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm totally on board and I, and I feel like, you know, Apple uses big words uh, for everything, but the idea of we want to attract uh, great storytellers and and you know have great TV shows, not just not necessarily maybe the most TV shows. Uh, mo- most of that is arguably marketing stuff that you just need to say. But if there's a uh, even just a kernel of truth to the idea of we want to focus on great stories, um, well, what I saw the, what, was yes. pretty convincing. What they've done is, in theory, the best way to do it. By literally hiring everyone. Yeah. Right? Like, the the sheer scale of talent that they have assembled is no joke. Probably the best that there's ever been for any service like this, including, like, a TV channel. Um, like, the amount of literal A-listers that they are bringing to TV is, is wild. It's wild. So... Um, yeah, like they showed that slide. There was a slide that had a bunch of names on it, and just like those names were just just wild. But Stephen, are you particularly excited for any of the TV content? I am, and more so than I thought I would be going into it. So I, I think the morning show show about the morning show looks really good. Um, <laughs> I think too one thing that excited me, not for me, but as a parent, is like the whole Sesame Street catalog, like that stuff. I'm so into oh, so okay that. And I think Apple did a good job. They do not have the Sesame Street catalog. They are creating new content with Sesame Workshop. They shouldn't have brought Big Bird out on stage because they don't have that. HBO has that. And well, then I have another strike against them is that the the presenter in that section said, "Oh, and the stuff when I was a kid is on here too." And so they were unclear about that. Oh, really? Okay, then I may be wrong, but that wasn't what was in their initial announcement. Yeah, because well, so, HBO owns a lot of that now, and exactly. so it's not. 
easily accessible. So like whatever that is, that's cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm more excited than I, than I was going into it for mm. sure. And I think even the stuff, that was the one thing that was the one thing that I did not get that bird thing. Big um, bird. He's, he's in star yeah, Wars. I, we don't, he's <laughs> uh, it's uh, is that's it Jar Jar. Uh, if you heard of Jar Jar Binks before, that's Jar Jar Binks. Yes. I know what Jar, the, the, the monster that looks like an octopus. Um, <laughs> I'm familiar with that. No, it's but this world. Sesame Street stuff, uh, is it like a kid's show yes. in the US? Yeah. 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 Do you uh-huh. know the Muppets? Yeah. Do you know the Muppets? Like Kermit? Like Kermit and stuff? Uh, yeah, the, 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 green, yeah. the green lizard It's like thing. that, yeah. right? It's like that. Oh, so the, the Sesame Street is not the Muppets. No, um, okay, no. Same company, but not the same uh, output. So, like, the Muppets is one thing. Sesame Street was like, let's educate kids about numbers and shapes and color and stuff like that. Um, oh, it's kind of like the blue tree in Italy. We call it like, yeah, like sure. a kids' educational huh. show. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And they had Frame a, of they had a do- they had a dodo as a mascot. You should Google Albero Azzurro. And oh see yeah, what I, I can mean. definitely spell that. Al, <laughs> put, put a link of that in the show notes for our listeners. <laughs> they had they had the do- okay, so it's okay, the blue so tree. Kids, uh, I get it. I got it. Okay. All right. So my pick yeah. in this round, I thought I lost this. I thought. This point had escaped my grasp because as these celebrities were on stage, the stage would go black and then Jennifer Anson would pop out of the stage and light up and then mm-hmm. she was there and she would talk and it'd be black again and someone else would pop up. It was all very uh, over the top. Very I thought, dramatic. Uh, I thought, oh, no, they've isolated them from Tim Cook. Tim Cook is like handcuffed to a desk backstage so he can't interact with them. <laughs> Finally, they learned. And then <laughs> at the very end – Oprah is announced. She speaks. I thought I thought what she said was was great, and then yeah. Tim Cook comes out, and I get the point because he wiped away a tear as he was hugging her. I was like, "Well, there's mm-hmm. our our celebrity interaction. There it is." It and was, he said something along the like he said. I can't remember ex- the exact words that he used. But like, I'll, like I'll never forget this day or something. Like, yeah, which is yeah. cool. Like I'm not judging his excitement level. Nope. I'm just saying that it was uh, really good for me personally in this contest. Mm-hmm. On the on the scale of Tim Cook awkward celebrity interactions, this was probably the best one. Yeah, they didn't finger touch. <laughs> didn't finger touch. There wasn't like a super awkward. Let's stand on the stage and look at each other interview, mm-hmm. like he did during the Apple Watch presentation. Like there was none of that. Like mm-hmm. super weirdness. Um, but yeah, and, and I agree. Like everything that Oprah said was amazing, and I'm I'm really intrigued to see what that that ends up looking like. But now we get into everyone's favorite section, risky pick. So at this point, I. Uh... I knew that it was I was not gonna win, of course, mm-hmm. but I was still hoping that they would mention at least one new feature coming to the HomePod, and instead there was not a single mention of the word HomePod. And what's even funnier is like iOS twelve point two has come out, which has like new Siri features for like TV, right? Like TV stuff in HomeKit, but the HomePod can't do it. Yeah, which is again the fracturing of Siri, which consider, continues to be incredibly frustrating. So this the HomePod has not gotten an update yet, which was kind of hilarious. Yeah, so not a not a single feature coming to the HomePod, and I 
Not only did I not get two points, but I actually lost the single point that I collected thanks to Apple News Plus. Mm -hmm. So that means that I ended this uh, game at zero points, um, which is a very cool number. Um, it's, a, it's a good number, zero. Represents a lot of things. But um, it's a zero points. So I was very proud uh, of myself. Because Apple did yep. announce their video game subscription service, Apple Arcade, during this event. Um, it was one of those things that I, I still stand by my thinking. Like, a lot of people have said, oh, that should have been a WWDC announcement. But I, it really doesn't feel like... It's like Apple has put up a page where you can, like, submit your game to be considered. But I think for the for a, for a period of time, this is, like, Apple's people find who they want to work with, and they work with them. And then they can expand it out later. Uh, so yeah, I got it. Apple Arcade, the video game subscription service. That was my risky pick. So I, I ended with four points in total. I cleared the board. My risky pick was, uh, that the Apple TV app would receive a refreshed design. I think it got more than we were expecting even. I think so. It was like refreshed and like rethought and what it does Mm -hmm. now is, is new. So the, the future that Tim Cook promised in, I guess, 2015 was like the future TV was apps. And now the future of TV is the TV app with channels plugged into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I'm really excited about with this is a, again, as a parent, is a dedicated kids section. Uh, Netflix does this, and I think honestly pretty well. So like I can, the kids can pick up the Apple TV remote and go to the kids section on Netflix and whatever stuff Mary and I have been watching isn't there. It's all laid out where they can pick a character or a storyline. And uh, I think that's great. And the, the interface looks really good, I think, of what we've seen from what Apple's doing. There's a lot of dark mm-hmm. elements to it, which is uh, really interesting. Currently, tvOS has some dark elements, but this seems to go even further, which I think is good. You don't want white, bright elements on yep. a television. So uh, I think even even wilder is, is how many places the Apple TV app will be available. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're really they're really casting a wide net. Um, this was actually one of my non-graded picks was that I think, yeah, that it would come to Roku and Fire TV and they announced exactly that. Um, I, that should have maybe been my risky pick. But anyway, uh, yeah, so they're bringing it to Roku and Fire TV and we spoke about this. If you remember when they were putting all the TVs up and they they had like, they announced uh, HomeKit support on Samsung, LG, Sony and Vizio, but only Samsung were getting mm-hmm. the... I, what they called the iTunes store, which was we knew was was bull, right? Like it wasn't getting the iTunes store. Um, it was just what all they could say at the time. And I remember we spoke about it then, like not only will it not be that, it will be Apple's streaming service, but that we also like, this is obviously an exclusivity period and it will come to the other TVs and that's the case. So Samsung gets it first and then the other ones will be getting it later with, and I think that it's all coming, like the first round of it all is coming in May. But honestly, like, the best thing for most people to do is just to buy a Roku or a Fire TV. You just get the little stick. You can get them in 4K. They're like $50. And then you can put that support on any TV, uh, which is huge. And it, I think we're definitely trending towards iTunes going away now um, because of the the what they've done. Like They've really seemed to integrate the movies and TV content more into the new TV app than previously. Um, and like even on the website, it kind of says like, uh, that you'll get all of your uh, movie and TV stuff in the TV app. Right? I think they're kind of trying to, they're starting to move away from, from iTunes now. Yeah. 
I think that all that leaves the Apple TV itself, the actual hardware, in a weird position mm-hmm. because it's still really expensive. And uh, when you can go just buy a Roku stick for <laughs> a fraction of the price. But see, this is this is the thing. I actually think it leaves it in a less I, – I understand your point. But I think that this it leaves it in a less weird position because Apple can continue to keep selling its expense overly priced box and they haven't had to change it because like if they didn't announce the Roku or Fire TV, they had to have an option, Mm -hmm. but now they don't need one. So they can continue selling the really expensive Apple TV 4K to people like us who will buy it because we want the, the full Apple experience. But they now like you can just go buy an Amazon Fire TV stick and it's not going to be as good, but you have it and that's the option. So now they don't need to worry. I think it also, we can talk about this with Apple Arcade, that may be the Apple TV hardware's distinct feature over the Rokus and, and everything yes. else of the world. 100%, so, yeah. Uh, so there's that's that. A good point. You know, mm-hmm. because gaming has always worked on the Apple TV every time they try it. Yeah, yeah, I... So I have I have like a, a little thing about the the Apple Arcade, and I want to see Federico if you agree with me. Mm-hmm. There has been a long adage that Apple doesn't get games. I think Apple gets games now. Judging from the companies they reach out, they have reached out to uh, and um, how they presented, you know, the idea of we want to curate a service with great games that focus on storytelling and you know um, no enough purchases um, on multiple flat platforms there's rumors of controllers being required on the apple tv i think they i think they took a good look at their previous stumbles and Mm -hmm. you look at the website and you see names like mistwalker that's the company of uh hironobu sakaguchi is the creator of final fantasy you see us too you know the makers of Monument Valley, uh, not the three of us. <laughs> not, <laughs> you see all not, of us not, too on not, there. We're making us. one, two, three game. Uh, uh, but like, there's stuff like Lego is in Lego there. Lego is in uh, there. The, yeah, like Hot Lava, which is by the creators of Don't Starve. Yeah, there's like this weird. You saw this? Like, I've seen this floating around Twitter. They sent out an email that had a screenshot that had No Man's Sky in it, which yep. is not something that they've announced, and that is incredibly intriguing because that is a console level game. Uh, and there's other stuff like Overland, which is a game that's been in development for a long time. It's coming out on the Nintendo Switches here. Um, like they've the Sega have got a game. Like they're bringing Sonic Racing to this platform. Um, and the other part of it, like the other part of why I think like Apple is getting it, is they are acting as publisher of all of these. Now they kind of gloss over this, but they they said that like basically they are financially helping these companies make their games. That means Apple's the publisher. And like that's the right way to do this. That's how they can get these companies to make stuff that is exclusively for them by paying upfront, like a like you know they're paying them probably an amount of money for exclusivity plus an advance, and that helps these companies create the games that Apple then needs on the service, and then that's how you do it, and then you get exclusivity. Like I think that this is the beginning of Apple understanding their place in gaming and actually using it to their advantage where before it's kind of just like happened to them and they've just accidentally stumbled their way through their success. Yeah. Okay. So to get back, I agree with all that, but to get back to the important part of this, that's the score. uh, Where does this leave us? Because by my tally, you and I are tied at four Mm -hmm. and Mr. Vertici has zero. And that's a problem because we said that this was going to be how we decided who goes first 
in the WBC. The whole point uh, of this. <laughs> and we can't both go first because that's not how first works. So what do we do? I personally feel as the one who got zero and therefore the new tiebreaker, um, because, you know, who gets zero uh, points should be the tiebreaker. Um, no, seriously, it's not a rule, it's not a thing, but I personally feel like Mike's risky pick was a little bit riskier than yours, uh, Stephen, because he heard from multiple people and, you know, rumors saying Apple is going to do this, but later, not, a, not in March, but WWDC or maybe September. And we all said, oh, you're going to lose this one. You're not going to get this one. But he stuck with it and he was right. Um, so my personal opinion is that Mike's risky pick was riskier. And therefore, in a tie, he should be rewarded for taking the extra risk. But uh, I understand if it's just my opinion and we want to we wanna use another method uh, to discuss this. Hmm. I think we should leave it to chance. Like flip a coin. <laughs> or, or we do it by age. That seems a pretty fair way to do it. That doesn't feel fair in any way, does it? So I see what you're saying, Federico. And, uh, but I think actually for the reasons that you said it was riskier, I think it's less risky because he had industry insiders whispering in his ear saying, Hey Mike, we're doing this thing. And so I felt like it was. Well, Tichi had the same things and didn't think it was going to happen. Well, that doesn't mean it's, it's riskier. It just. Nobody gave us dates. Yeah. But you had sources on the inside. So I will accept the outcome of a random selection. Uh, so I don't know how we do that. Um, Ferdico, do you have an iPhone with you or something that can use Siri? Sure. I have my iPhone. I would say that we ask Siri to flip a coin and we will do best out of three because just one is not drawing okay. attention out long enough. Okay. So, uh, so what are we going to do? Like one of us is just heads each time and one of us is tails each time? Like, just the whole time? Or do you want to mix it up? Like, how are we going to pick who's heads and mm. tails? Uh, I would say that we pick the same yep. throughout, and I will okay. let you pick because I am gr- a gracious co-founder. Okay. <sighs> All right. I'll take heads. Okay. Michael is heads. Therefore, we can try now. I'm going to go with Siri on my iPhone. Okay. Flip a coin. Heads. Heads, one point. Okay. Oh. Flip a coin. It's tails. Oh, oh, ah, are you guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> are you ready? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I'm ready. Yeah. Oh. This is this is ter- This is so much more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one decides who's the official winner of the Apple It's Showtime event, predictions on Connected, and the person who wins will get to go first for WWDC predictions, and... I would say, after this break. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Away. Away makes smart, premium suitcases so your luggage doesn't have to cost more than your plane ticket. What do we all need while we're traveling? Well, we need more battery power. And if you buy and use an Away suitcase, you can charge all of your devices 
while you travel. Because both sizes of their carry-on feature USB ports with a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge. Go to awaytravel.com slash connected now and browse away suitcases, which all feature premium German polycarbonate, which is unrivaled in strength and impact resistance while still being lightweight. You can choose from over 10 colors and five sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, the large, or the kids carry-on for the smaller travelers among us. And away cuts out the middleman so you can get first-class luggage at coach prices. These suitcases all feature a patent-pending compression system, which is great if you're like me and you're an overpacker, and their four 360-degree spinner wheels mean you can move while you travel with ease. Away's carry-ons are compliant with all major U.S. airlines while still maximizing the amount you can pack, and they come complete with TSA combination locks built in. They also feature removable, washable laundry bags so you can separate your clean clothes from your worn ones. So my family, we have several away suitcases now in the household. And my wife and I, when we traveled last summer for Mike's wedding, we brought a large and we packed all of our stuff into it. And then I realized I'm going to have to get on a train and then get on the tube and like then walk to our Airbnb. But it was no problem because those spinner wheels could take anything I threw at them. We could navigate mass transit with ease in London. Away believes in the quality of their products, and that's why they offer a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life. They also have that 100-day trial with no questions asked return policy with free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states. Go to awaytravel.com connected, and if you use the code connected at checkout, you'll get $20 off any of their suitcases. That's awaytravel.com connected and the code CONNECTED for $20 off. Thank you so much to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. We left this uh, final showdown between Mike and Steven with a tie, one heads, one tails. Michael is heads, Steven is tails, and now I am going to proceed with the final question to see on my iPhone to decide the winner of this predictions game. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Flip a coin. Rosencrantz says heads. It's heads. Oh, why did they do it that way? Rosen- oh. What is Rosencrantz? It's from Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare. I don't get the don't get the joke. Rosencrantz says heads. Well, Mike is the winner of <sighs> Apple March event predictions on Connected. You will get to be Thank first you. at WWDC you. and you will get to decide the order of WWC predictions. I already know what you're going to do, but congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I, you, I actually don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't <laughs> even decided if I'll put myself first yet. I need to think about the strategies. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, the most obvious things are wrong. Just... Exactly. Federico was first this time, and he got zero points. So it's not an inherent. Uh, sorry, Federico. It's not an inherent uh, advantage. That was so. Whew, that's woof. That was so tense. We have new AirPods. I want to talk about them because I think all three of us ordered them. My mine showed up like twenty minutes before we started recording. But Federico, yours came in, and you've written a really nice hands-on impressions 
post, uh, and I'm curious to see what you think about them. Yeah, I love them, um, especially because I was stuck, as I mentioned, with the AirPods that were essentially dead. One of them was dead, and uh, it actually turned out that the volume on both was lower than it originally was. Um, and as I try to put it in the article, I think um, there's nothing visually different about them. They're still the AirPods. Um, but in using them, you know, they're brand new. And so in being able to have the original, the pristine AirPods experience again, um, it reminded me how much I love the idea behind the AirPods. Uh, you know, the fact that you have these earbuds that are totally wireless and that they actually produce good sound. You know, there's a, there's wired earbuds that sometimes cost even more and they sound worse than AirPods, which have no wires. Um, I feel like the, the two big new features here, the wireless charging in the model that I got and the support for hands-free Siri activation, I'm liking both of them a lot. And especially the Siri stuff. It's been only 24 hours since I got them, but I'm already finding myself um, using Siri more um, because when I'm, when I'm around the house and I'm wearing AirPods, um, before, I would try not to use um, Siri, hands-free Siri activation um, with my iPhone. So I kept the listen for the invocation phrase option disabled. So I just used the HomePod. But with the AirPods, because they're using the microphone, which is right next to my mouth, essentially, um, and because they uh, Siri sounds closer, clear, just like on the iPhone, uh, but now coming through the AirPods, it feels more convenient to use. It's faster. It's always right there on you. You can talk to it and it responds immediately. So I'm finding myself the you know using Siri more and more for all kinds of things that I actually use Siri. You know, shortcuts is a big thing, of course, but also HomeKit and playing Apple Music and you know. Uh, running other um, shortcuts from apps, not from the my custom shortcuts. Um, so that that's really convenient. Like the idea of you have this uh, high quality Siri voice that is always in your ears and you can talk to. Um, and f- also the the wireless charging. It's exactly what I was hoping it would be. You just take the AirPods and you just place them on a on a charging mat and it start charging uh it's there's nothing to discuss really except the fact that maybe (laughs) it's a little odd that and no um, i was not talking about air power it's a little odd that um the charging indicator does not stay on indefinitely i wish it did yeah i wish it did but also uh, the charging mats that i have they all have their own LED indicator, so I know when they're actually working. So it's not a big deal. Yeah, I would prefer like if you, I don't know how they would, you could, you could like tap the case and it would come on because I wouldn't want the light on all the time, right? Like that that would anno- that would frustrate me to just have a light on all the time, like especially if I was charging it by my bedside or whatever. Um, but it would be good to get a way to get it other than opening the case. I've seen people complaining about putting the light on the outside. But like it makes perfect sense to me that you would put the light on the outside now because you want to see when you put it down on the charging pad that it's accepted that it's charging, right? Like yeah. you want that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't want to come back later and be like, oh no, it didn't. I didn't see them. Uh, the yeah. o- the other physical change in the case is really subtle, but the wireless 
charging case now uses aluminum in the hinge instead of stainless mm-hmm. steel. And it seems like according to people on Twitter, like Mark Gurman was asking people last night, that that is because the stainless steel got in the way or, or interacted poorly, I guess, with the wireless charging. So mm-hmm. if you get the regular case, it seems like that's still stainless steel. But like on mine with the wireless case, that hinge is aluminum. Just a small detail, but you know, one that uh, I guess was important to deal with. The, it feels different the new case in a way that I can't tell you, but I just know it feels different. It's just clean. That's that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But like the hinge, the hinge feels different, but like I, I'm not 100% sure. It also, um, is it heavier? Is the is the, no. the case heavier now? It doesn't feel like it. Uh, yeah, I've got both here. If it is, it's really a small difference. It's, yeah. It's, All right. Physically, though, like besides those changes, like the same the same size, you know, it's mm-hmm. if you've used Gen One AirPods, like this is going to be immediately super familiar to you. This is not really a new product; it's a, it's a it's a revision. My my only uh, I guess complaint about how the series stuff works is I am one of those people who doesn't like to just say the Siri phrase. And then continuing to talk, like, without pausing after... My brain can't do that. I have to, like, no matter what I try and do, I have to wait. Like, I I have to wait. I always thought that the way that Amazon does this is perfect. When you say the word to him to wake up the echo, you hear the sound basically right away. And you also, you know, because of the design of the echo, you also see the light. Um, but they have that sound that is that feels immediate. Um, with uh, with Siri, Apple is kind of weird about it in that with the HomePod, you can enable the, the chime, the sound, but it's slow like it doesn't come on it doesn't come up immediately as soon as you utter the phrase and on the iphone you i don't know how it works but basically if you if you use hands-free siri activation on the iphone you do not hear the sound but if you press with the side button and you're wearing bluetooth headphones you do hear the sound? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I would like to have an option for people like me who cannot possibly just say that phrase and then just continue to talk because I'm not talking to a friend. I'm not talking to my mom. I need to pause. I'm talking to a computer. I need to make sure the computer is listening to me. Um, you know, because sometimes not even people listen to me. So at least the computer, I want to have a setting that I want to have a single, a simple option to say, always play a sound as soon as you activate Siri. That's all I'm asking for. I would like that very much. But I have found myself like you, though, using the, the Siri integration already. I didn't think that I would, but I left it on. And then like I was both washing up and cooking yesterday with my AirPods in, which is something I do from time to time. And... I got a text message and I was like, oh, I can just easily yeah. reply to this now. Like, because there's the thing, look, I know you could do the tapping, but I've said many times, I hate the tapping. Yes. Right. So I would never use Siri for the tapping. Plus, I didn't want Siri to be used for the tapping. I wanted it to be like the play pause. And I don't, I'm not a person who wants to have a different thing in each year because yes. I can't keep that straight. Um, so I liked that a lot. And what I liked even more, because I was like, when I said it, I was like, I feel like I know where this is going to go, but Apple did the right thing. It didn't activate my HomePod. Yeah. It activated my 
AirPods, the prioritization worked there because that's the thing for me, which I can constantly frustrated in. Like I'm looking at my phone and my phone is in front of me and I say it, but the HomePod goes. It's like, oh, that's not what I wanted. So I like that it used the context of I'm using AirPods right now. That is what should be activated. So, you know, I thought that it was very good uh, for that stuff, like for just changing the media, but also for responding to text messages. And I found the dictation to be spot on. So the microphones must be very good. Yeah, it's uh, kind of also kind of strange how I don't think WatchOS 5.2 is out yet, right? No, <laughs> it's not. When you pair directly the new AirPods to the watch via the you know the watch Bluetooth setting, um, you do not get the high quality Siri voice because I suppose they're waiting for. The software update to enable that, but it sounds like the the old low quality um, Siri voice. So you you only get the crystal clear Siri when you're using the new AirPods with an iPhone or an iPad running iOS 12.2. So far, in theory, this should this should also be the case with the watch, unless there's a reason why Apple does not want to send high quality Siri voice from the watch to the AirPods, either because it requires too much power or because they cannot support, you know, whatever it is that the iPhone has. Um, better Wi-Fi, well, better I guess Bluetooth, My, my I don't question know. is, where is the voice coming from? So the voice the is... high-quality voice. Is it coming from the phone, or is it coming from the H1 chip? Yeah, that's something like... Because Siri is working on the phone, uh, but inside the AirPods you had the you have the H1 chip and you have mm-hmm. the microphones that actually listen to you. So I tried this today. Um, I left my phone, and you know my house, Mike. I left the phone in the kitchen. Uh, I closed the door of the kitchen. I went in the bedroom. I closed the door of the bedroom, and I whispered in my AirPods very quietly the phrase to activate Siri, and. It's the AirPods that wake up Siri on the phone. Uh, yeah. It's not like the phone is listening to you and then passes the task of uh, listening to the AirPods. But the AirPods are actually waking Siri on the iPhone. I wonder if it's a latency-based thing. I don't know. Um, so because the latency is better, they're able to send a higher quality. Like, yeah. and, but the, the, only the new version of iOS recognizes the AirPods, right? So like, they, they're just assuming it's like either old airpods or old like other bluetooth headphones maybe i don't know but it is interesting like and it is i think it's actually a it is a feature that i think i will use more than i thought that i would have used yeah um so i i like it a lot for that we should mention how it's it is so much faster to switch between devices yeah which is that was the only thing i really honestly wanted and it is significantly faster like that like it takes like half the time which i think is brilliant Mm-hmm. It's still slower going to the Mac than in between iOS devices, which I, mm-hmm. I find frustrating. But even there, it is definitely noticeably better. But th- something with the Bluetooth stuff on the Mac is still slower than going from an iPhone to an iPad. Could it be um, the actual Bluetooth chips? Yeah, I mean, I assume it's something to do with the hardware. You know, I've got iMac Pro. It's a current machine. It's running. Right whatever yesterday's version of Mojave that's out. So like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it is hardware. I, d- I don't know. But again, it's way better than before. But I still just noticed because yeah. I had basically all three of my devices out. It's like, what if I go from one to the other to the other? And anytime the Mac was involved, it was slower. Yeah, I have never once tried to pair my AirPods to my Mac. I don't do it very often. Sometimes I, I do it to my laptop 
on occasion. But if I'm at my desk and I need headphones, well, I have all this like podcasting stuff here. So let's turn it on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess if I was, um, if I was like using a laptop as much as I use my iPad, I would like for conference calls and stuff like that. Cause I use my AirPods all the time for those. Um, I wanted to talk about kind of like this product in general. I love it. I think this is a great update, but this is, this doesn't feel like a, like a full on version two of the AirPods to me. Like this does feel like a kind of a middle step to the rumored product that's in the future of like noise canceling and all that sort of stuff. And I, I figure like, this is not particularly uh, a unique opinion, but this is, I think, pretty clear this was a product that was delayed because of air power and that this would have come sooner, but they kind of waited and then maybe air power missed another deadline and they shipped it. And one, and I have two reasons I think this. One, this is what everybody's seen, the box says air power on it. It says air, put it on your air power mat. And the other, the box has a 2018 copyright notice. Yeah. Now, Apple, like they have the capability to put these boxes together quickly. Like iPhone boxes don't sit in a factory for four months, right? Like they had all this stuff done a while ago, I would expect, especially because, I mean, the 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 wireless charging AirPods case was announced in September 2017, along with the, well, along with AirPower. So like the idea, like, or at least the technology to build that part of this product has been nailed down for a while. And they just hadn't done it. And then, I don't know, maybe it was like, I'm starting to wonder, like, was it this a case of, well, we have to ship these now because we know the batteries won't last on the first gens at this point. Like, there is a shelf life to the batteries. Everyone's seeing it happen, right? Like, if you use your AirPods every day, it's getting worse. I'm wondering if Apple were like, well, we've actually got to do this. Because there might be te- battery technology or older batteries in the original ones, and they don't want to keep making them because maybe they will eventually start shipping AirPods that don't have the battery life that they would want or whatever. But just their customers, like us, are, and, and I'm assuming anybody that bought their AirPods when they came out in like 2016 or whatever it was, the the batteries just aren't lasting anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a whole different conversation for another time. But like if we just... Put, push that to the side for now hmm. um, they, they kind of maybe got to the point where they were like air power or no air power we need to release this product and they've done it yeah it, I wouldn't be surprised if we see another version of AirPods in September well I mean so Federico has that prediction that they're going to split the line and make like a pro version mm-hmm. there is a rumor yeah. out there I think maybe German reported it that they were working on on a version that was like water resistant and had active noise cancelling Yep, yeah. and that is one hundred percent AirPods Pro. Like, yeah, right. Sounds so like, like a pro version. I could, yeah. I could see that. You know, as a as a model on top of these, I hope, I really, really hope that active noise canceling isn't the only way forward for this product because I like this product. That would one hundred percent be something you could turn on and off. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah. For sure. It's dangerous, like to have it on all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a product that is intended to be worn in all situations, like including walking down the street. And you shouldn't be using active no, noise bad. cancellation if you're like crossing news. roads and stuff. So, so, so yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think I agree with you. I don't know if September is the right time, but I do think there's, you know, definitely potential for a nicer version down the road. I'm sure that'll be the version that comes in black, and I'll be sad. <laughs> but you see the? Did you see this Power Beats thing on the Intel Five Mac? Yes, yeah. I want to talk about this. So the, Sylvia wants to buy those and sell the AirPods. No, I don't. <laughs> um, so th- these showed up in hidden iOS 12.2 animations. So like, you know, when you pair 
AirPods, like they spin around and open up. And so there's a version of that for these. And these are wireless power beats. So there's not a cable in between them, like the Beats X. And they go, they have a, a little finger or whatever to go over your ear. Finger's not the right word. What What is that called? Like a, like a thing? I don't know. Like, like an arch? I don't know. Yeah, uh, an, an like ear arch. A... You know, so it goes over your ears, just like the Power Beats do now, right? They have wired versions of these, and so if you're running or it's the sport, it's like the sport design, yeah. Where like it also clips behind your ear as the way to hold it in place. Yeah. So if you're, you know, running around or doing jumping jacks or whatever, you, they're not going to fly out. And it, I would assume that this comes with the this H1 chip and you know the the new stuff they're doing. And I think this looks like a great product. I really like the AirPods and they fit in my ears well, but that is not true for everybody. And right now, your kind of next best option is something like the Beats X, which my wife is now on her third pair because they keep dying. And Apple mm-hmm. just keeps sending us new ones anytime I call their support and be like, hey, these these died. And they just mail, mail another set. And so I showed these to her. I was like, you know, would it be would you be interested in something like this that gets rid of the wire? And and she definitely is. And I think a lot of people would want something that's true, truly wireless where there's not a cable even between the two sides i would imagine these would do I well bet the battery on these is killer because it's bigger mm-hmm. like they're bigger yeah. they have that whole big section that go like connects to the clip part i bet that that's a big there's a bigger battery in there mm-hmm. i do wonder what the if there's a microphone in these or uh yeah how it how it would sound so because the beats x the microphone is yeah. on the cable and that is true for the the wired power beats as well. So I assume it's got a microphone. And did you see what else is on those? Buttons. They have buttons on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh so I think this will be a great option for people who want something more than the AirPods. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like a real alternative rather mm-hmm. than the Beats X, which was yes. kind of like a I don't know, like a consolation prize a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely felt that way. So uh, so it seems like uh, we're all liking our new AirPods. That's that's good. Yep. Okay, so we're going to get into the uh, this the sort of stuff from the event on Monday. Not necessarily running through the news, but talking about things that have happened since then, our impressions of some of this stuff. But first, I want to tell you about our final sponsor this week. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. It lets you easily create a website for your next idea, and you can have it at a unique domain name, use an award-winning template, and much more. So think about the sort of thing you'd want to create. Maybe you want to have an online store to sell things that you're making, or maybe you want to have a portfolio to show off your photography, or maybe you want to be like Federico and blog about Max. Well, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do all of that stuff. The best part is there's nothing to install. There's no software patches to worry about. No server upgrades are needed. You don't have to worry about that stuff because Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They allow you to quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates you can choose from, they're all beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. A couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine came to me starting a new company, needed a website. And in the span of just an afternoon, we had basically a site ready to go for him. And they went home and tinkered with the colors and, and layout a little bit more. But within just a few hours, he was up and running. So he can now focus on getting his business up and running and not worrying about his website. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash connected. 
When you decide to sign up, use the offer code CONNECTED to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name and to show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com connected and the code CONNECTED to get 10% off your first purchase. I'd like to thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Apple News Plus is the only new service uh, that Apple announced, which is immediately available. Um, and it's not available in the UK. It's only in the US and Canada right now. It's coming to the UK later on this year. Um, but because Federico uh, lives in America now, he has it. And uh, Stephen, you have it too. So I'm, I'm interested in understanding what you two think of Apple News Plus. It's um, pretty much what I was expecting. It's a combination of both uh, uh, traditional Apple News content and these magazines that are still using the PDF format from Texture. I'm just happy that it exists because it means I can have the Wall Street Journal uh, and the general news are fine, um, I think. Um, Edge, the video game magazine uh, that I absolutely love mike knows that every time i'm in the uk i buy an issue of edge uh, because it's not so easy to get in italy retro gamer another video game magazines vanity fair and rolling stone so this is the like the stuff that i've always wanted to have in a single magazine app now the fact that this app happens to be apple news which i'm already using uh in addition to rss is just perfect because for the past couple of years i've sort of um complemented my RSS usage with Apple News so that I could read about po some politics, but mostly entertainment, so music, uh, TV shows and films, and video games in a separate app so that I wouldn't have to add all of those sources to my RSS, where I mostly keep uh, you know, tech stuff. Um, so I was already using Apple News. And now I get to read stories from magazines. So, for example, Vanity Fair has, uh, you know, I was reading last night this story about um, this Chinese actress who was uh, arrested by the uh, Chinese government because of tax evasion. It's a wild story. She disappeared for three months. Uh, and I was reading that in Apple News+. Plus. Uh, Vanity Fair supports Apple News format. It looks great. Um, so now I have this single package that has both web content from, I don't know, The Verge and Polygon and Kotaku and these places and uh, sort of deeper reporting. Now, those PDFs, uh, they look very nice on the iPad. Uh, for example, Edge is a PDF magazine. Uh, you get the custom layouts, you get, you know, the, the print tradition of beautiful photography, rich layouts on each page, but they are terrible on the iPhone because you need to zoom in and out and the text is non-resizable, of course, it's a PDF. Um, so it's a, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a mess right now in the sense that there's a couple of magazines that truly take advantage of Apple News format, like Wired and National Geographic. But you have to wonder if they're doing this just for show right now, because it's new and they want to show Apple that they can use Apple News format. Because all the other magazines that use Apple News format, they are using essentially the same template. Uh, all these big publishers, they must have found some kind of tool that lets them convert uh, web content easily to Apple News format. And so you get this very plain table of contents as the first page, and then you can tap on the links to the sections and everything essentially looks the same. Um, 
And then you have these old PDF magazines. Um, so ideally, the ideal state would be that everybody, you know, a year from now, six months from now, is using the Apple News format, but not just to have like paragraphs of text and some images, but truly use the Apple News format like Wired and National Geographic are doing right now. But I wonder if it's not going to be, you know, a thing that these publishers, they want to invest on making truly what, beautiful. What is, the, what is the benefit either way to the reader of using one or the other? If you have, like, the Apple News format, it actually lets you do really fancy things like galleries and animations and, you know, these rich objects that you can interact with. Um, it's, it looks great and it resides, like, you can do full screen video, you can do uh, these sidebars that sort of slide in from the, from the side of the screen. It's, it's very nice, it's very beautiful. It's like, do you need to have printed magazines that have custom layouts? No, you don't need them, but they're pretty to look at. And that's the thing with typography like and, and the, the print industry. You can make things pretty. And with the Apple News format, with the templates that most magazines are using, you sort of lose that. You gain the option to resize text, which is fantastic on the iPhone because it's a right. smaller screen. Yes. But you lose that, you know, that... Um, I'm trying to think of a good word here, but that spark that sort of makes printed magazines special. I just wonder if the benefit, you know, the the from a cost-benefit analysis point of view, like do publishers want to invest on in making these Apple News format magazines that require, you know, designers and and multiple hours of work just for Apple News? But time is a flat circle. That was the problem with newsstand, right? It was, oh, you got to make your own app to to work in this. And Apple News format obviously involves less work than that. In fact, if you're on WordPress, there's like plugins that do it. I mean, it it can be pretty simple, but it still requires these content makers to to invest in it, at least to a degree. And uh, until it's proven that it can make them money, I don't know. Some of them just aren't going to do that. And, uh, and it's super, super easy if you make a magazine to make a PDF because it's probably in PDF. Yeah, <laughs> right? like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You just, uh, you know, put them in Dropbox or whatever and you're, and you're good to go. So, yes, that is that is a little frustrating, especially on the iPhone. Uh, you open some of these PDF ones, you're like, oh, this is not <laughs> as good as it could be. But um, I'm hoping that, I, yeah. that changes. But then you open them on the iPad you open them on the iPad and they're so pretty. Like I was mm-hmm. taking a look at Edge. Uh, you open that on the 12.9 inch iPad Pro in landscape. I mean, my God, it's so beautiful. It, it looks like a magazine. Because here's the thing. A, a magazine like Edge would suck in Apple News yes, format. Yes, exactly. That's a pr- Unless... Because Edge is like an incredibly meticulously designed magazine. That's part of the point of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. So and it's always been that way. Like I was reading Edge 15 years ago, and it was like each issue was a marvel of design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And could they recreate that beautiful design in Apple News format? Probably they could do something real pretty not with the cheaply, Apple News though. format. I bet but not you, you cheaply. Know what I mean? That's exactly, the exactly. And it's not like you can. If you're a publisher, you're gonna say, "Well, okay. So do we need to invest in making our digital?" Um, Designs better, fine, will invest, but w- is it going to be exclusive to Apple News or can we reuse this Apple News format anywhere else? And the answer is no, because it's a fork of HTML. You know, it requires like custom notation in JavaScript. Like, 
it's going to be exclusive to Apple News. So unless you unless you're at the point where somebody comes to you and say, look, we have, you know, we're actually making good money from Apple News. Maybe we should invest in making custom designs just for Apple News. Well, then at the point, maybe yes, the answer is we're going to make a beautiful design just for Apple News. But until that happens, I fear that we're just going to see these basic templates based on plugins or, you know, these tools that let you convert from HTML to Apple News format. And I know because we have a plugin on Mac Stories. Uh, it's nothing fancy. It's not spectacular. It's not a custom design, but it's functional. It's a bunch of HTML wrapped in Apple News format. So uh, until these big money publishers actually see the big money coming in from subscriptions and Apple News Plus, we're just going to get either the PDF or the plain old Apple News format with nothing fancy about it. I want to see what Wired and National Geographic do. Uh, if it's something that they're doing just for this month's issue, or if it's something they're going to keep up. Um, I'm curious to see what they do. I want to talk about real quickly the the weird way that a lot of publishers are approaching this. So the Wall Street Journal... Uh, no matter what Apple's saying on their website, it's not the full Wall Street Journal. Um, they are the Wall Street Journal are putting a subset of their categories uh, available for Apple News Plus for a couple of days. It's not everything. It's only available for a few days after publishing. Um, so, like for me, like I don't. You can tell me, Federico. Like I, I only want the technology coverage, and I don't know if that's in the Apple News Plus stuff. And then today, TechCrunch. There was an article on TechCrunch, but just slamming it like the idea of algorithms and like the devaluing of journalism, which is really interesting. I mean, this is a very TechCrunch thing to do. Um, like that is not a slant. Like it's something I've always liked about TechCrunch. It kind of it feels like their writers are allowed to write about whatever they want. Like they've you know I've seen them many times slam their corporate overlords, whoever they might be, right? Like when they're owned by AOL or whatever. So Josh Constein has written this article about like he, as an employee of TechCrunch, is concerned about TechCrunch being a part of Apple News Plus because of the issue with a big company owning the algorithm and also like the fact that you know this is extra crunchy something that they will sell you for was like ten or fifteen dollars or whatever, um, or pennies on the dollar on Apple News Plus. So it, it, it is a concern, and I think that is one of the reasons why. Everyone's just publishing PDFs because nobody knows what this is going to end up looking like, especially if it's true that Apple's taking 50% of it. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a bit, I was asked by someone on Twitter, uh, do you plan on putting Club Mac stories on Apple News Plus? Is, and the answer oh, is a huge no. Absolutely like, not. No. Absolutely not. Why would I give up my the money that I'm making off the platform that I control for? Because sense literally every I... single person that subscribes to Club Mac stories would, would cancel because they're all users of Apple products, right? You would expect. Yeah. So why would you keep paying it you yeah. just wouldn't do it and something that i also want to say because i always get this kind of feedback um from there's a some apple news diehards on twitter there's a couple of people they know who they are they, they think that oh it's so easy to support apple news format just write the code and it's so easy it's never easy to 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 if you have an existing publishing platform to add additional layers of custom code for something else 
It's never as automatic as you think. And even when you have plugins, plugins are a beautiful thing, but they can also ruin you. Because once you start installing plugins, it's not a, it's not a one-click solution to anything. It always introduces maintenance and it always introducing additional development time because then you got to figure out what's wrong with the plugin. And what I'm trying to say is there's always a cost to adopting a new platform. There's a technological cost and there's an actual cost. And for me, you know, it's not worth it to rewrite my the, what we do for Club Mac Stories for Apple News format, but it's also not worth it to lose the money that I'm making from the service that I control. Quickly, before before we move on from news, just a, a couple other threads. Uh, one, it turns out that the the Mac app in particular is super leaky. Stephen Trout Smith just uh, <laughs> discovered how you can export all the PDFs. You just get everything. <laughs> so that's not good at all. He, he showed me how he was doing that. It's... Uh, it, just make a pdf <laughs> got some work to do there apple news product team i guess uh it was also crashing the day after launch but that seems to be resolved now i guess it was on the server side that's uh, super good that they could fix that without the need to push a software update yes. bravo apple right like because yes. you've you've been way too stuck on that train for mm-hmm. a while so i'm pleased that there was something they could fix on without yeah. needing to put like ios 12.2.1 out right or whatever. yeah i still don't love how closed off news is like on the mac you just can't get a url to open it in a browser it's can't do it like you got to like send a text message to yourself or something and on ios or really anywhere sending content to things like instapaper is very hit or miss some articles maybe if it's pdf or not send the content others don't is apple news doesn't play well with the web and that's really frustrating to me as a believer in the open web but i guess i just want to posit a thought that my friend brian said i saw him tweet like Apple is doing to news what Spotify is maybe doing to podcasts. And I was like, whoa, that's a horrifying thought, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, But also a very good point. Like, We're all worried about Spotify like walling off podcasts yeah. while Apple's trying to do that. To journalism. News. Yeah. So that's I understand the concern raised by TechCrunch and I actually share some of it, but that's uh, I think it's enough. But it's wild that, that someone in the launch thing wrote that but yeah apple news plus i mean it's probably again it's like a lot of these things it's probably good for consumers but is it good for the industry like we don't know yet so so let's talk about something else that could be good for consumers but i think is a little weird so the apple card that was announced their credit card deal uh it seems to be the most popular of these announcements like kyle's the gray was saying how it's like way more views on youtube and it seems to be what people are most excited about. Neil Patel, the Verge, said it was the most popular story for the day on the site. Um, but there are a couple of things, I think, that have come to light since Monday. A, the Apple says it's low interest rates. They seem to be in line with other credit cards. They're not doing anything incredible in terms of interest rate. So with all of these things, but for crying out loud, for financial stuff in particular, the details are in the fine print. I'm not saying it's a bad deal. It may really work well for you, but if you're going and thinking this is a low interest rate card, it's just not. It, it's in line with the rest of the industry. But I, I'm just curious what the two of you think. I mean, it looks great. And, you know, when they were comparing it to like normal credit cards, like my wife and I have a credit card and uh, we use it for certain things and pay it off. And uh, the, it's not a great like experience as a user, right? And and what Apple kind of mocked these old credit cards for, like that's where I am with mine. But so I see the 
the upside to this, but then like the part of me also thinks like, is it weird that our favorite computer company is now a credit card company? Like, do you guys feel any strangeness about that or that like credit cards are gross and Apple shouldn't do it? Like, do you have any, any feelings? My, my background being in financial services (laughs) is that I don't find it weird. Like, Ever since kind of yeah. Apple Pay came around, I've been talking about the eventual future of Apple as a bank because when you have all the money, because they have all the money, one of the ways to use that money is to control money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They can they can underwrite all of the risk because they have the cash. They just have cash sitting there. Um, I think that this is a very interesting product that I would immediately sign up for because the user experience that Apple is promoting is far superior to the user experience you get from other credit cards. Like, could you get a better deal on cashback or rewards? Yes. But are you going to get the money every day? I bet you're not. I bet you have to jump through some crazy hoop to get it back or you can only use it in certain circumstances. Like, I think that this looks like a very cool product. Um, where I am in the UK, like, it is absolutely no problem to just use it. You have something that's in Apple Pay all the time. Um, but even though Apple do send that absolutely baller card to you, uh, which is made out of a piece of titanium, which is just... That, like, completely pushed me over the line, right? Like, I, if I was... Mm, I don't know. Like, if I was like, oh, we'll send you a piece of titanium. Yes, I'll sign up because that looks cool. Um, I really hope that some bank here in the UK looks at this and wants a piece because the reason that we can't have this, I think, one of the key reasons is... Apple Cash, so what used to be called Apple Pay Cash, doesn't exist outside of the US right now. Apple needs a partner for that before they can even think about the card. But I am hoping that the excitement in the card will push some provider to say to Apple, we will help you do this. Because I saw somebody make a joke earlier that Apple Card is to credit cards that the rocker was to phones. And like, it's like, haha, this is so janky. But I see another side of this. It's like, no, you're completely right. But from the other way, this is Apple's beginning to becoming a bank, to getting their own banking license. Banking licenses take an incredibly long time to get anywhere in the world. Uh, they, they, they could, if, if US law is like UK law, they could just buy a bank and take their license. Yeah, we don't have any laws about banks anymore. You can, just, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> so like, I wouldn't be surprised to see that kind of stuff happening in the future. But this is Apple kind of dipping their toe in and they need a partner and they've picked Goldman Sachs. And it seems like Goldman Sachs is basically their AT&T where like Apple needs a bunch of stuff done. And Goldman Sachs says, yes, please, where should we sign? And we will do anything you want us to. And then they go to Verizon a year and a half if, later. Wait. Yeah. That breaks down somewhere. It feels to me like um, feels to me like thinking that that banks are creepy and weird is an American thing. Mm. Like I don't have feelings about banks. It's not something that I usually think about. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it it's like that in the UK. If you're thinking about the the existing banks, but we have all these like like everywhere in Europe. So we have all these what are called challenger banks. These new young banks, right? Yeah, that yeah. are way more it's internet fintech focused. Fintech startups. Fintech startups. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. So we have these yeah. in Europe because of a bunch of data stuff that we can have. So like there is yeah. a slightly different view, and a lot of the stuff that is coming of Apple Card is stuff that exists in in. In applications yep. and banks in Europe, but does not exist in the U.S. in, in a lot of places. Simple's the closest that America had, I think. 
Yeah, or like Monzo in the UK yes. or N26. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have N26, it's very good. Uh, but also, I don't know what, uh, honestly, I I don't know what cashback is. I don't know what uh, interest rates are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a responsible adult, so uh, what do I know? That's totally fine. Um, cashback is quite simply, every time you make a purchase, they give you 2% of the money back. They just give you a That back. I sort of understand. I don't think I have that with my, with my back. I don't think I do. Not all credit cards have cashback. It's a specific reward. So we also have Apple Arcade, which Mike predicted. They're a gaming service. You can pay some amount of money a month. We don't seem to know what that It'll is. It'll be 10. It's got to be 10. It'll be 10. But, uh, yeah. And you get access, full access, to games within Apple Arcade. So these games will be no ads, no in-app purchase, everything unlocked. And, uh, and uh, you guys know way more about the video game industry than I do, but I get the sense that Apple has like is curating and maybe even paying for the development or subsidizing the development of these, turning Apple into into a, a studio, game studio, like Microsoft and others have. And that's pretty cool to me. Like, this is not for me. I don't really play iOS games. I play a couple, you know, I play the biggest one every couple of years. <laughs> but I am excited to see Apple applying their taste to this market because so much of this market is kind of gross. Is that fair? Yes. Uh, it is always worth remembering that Apple created the grossness. Oh yeah, they, they enabled. I mean, they created and enabled in-app purchasing, like it's... And, and made it worse, and continued to make it worse, and could make it better, but they're not going to. Uh, and the way that they're going to try and fix the the cesspool that they created is this service. And the presenter Anne Tai, she basically said something that I loved, which is it's hard to compete with free. And I was like, yeah. I'm sure it is, but they are, they have attracted a lot of very, uh, as I obviously said earlier, a lot of the right talent that they're going down the right route with it. I like that, you know, all these games are playable offline. It's going to have its own tab in the app store. This is where I will be going to get all my new iOS games, like 100%. Um, and they said, they, they called out like these are going to work on iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, and Mac. Ah! I don't think all these games will. I don't think they all will. Uh, but I think a lot of them will. And I think that's great, like that you will have them available to you everywhere mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it makes a more cohesive system. Um, I'm keen how they're going to make all of that work. Uh, this is why I don't think every game, I don't think every game will be able to work on the Apple TV, for example, uh, or the Mac, because some of these games are going to need touchscreens. Yeah. Um, but I think that they will be encouraging uh, heavily and maybe depending on how much money they've given you, uh, if it's going to work on all those platforms. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is what finally brings touch to the Mac. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's crazy. Can you imagine? If, like this is the final. Yeah. Like the final. Oh, like, we can sure. do it now. We we can now play yeah. Angry Birds or whatever. No, Angry Birds won't be in here. <laughs> Only good games will be in here. They specifically showed Angry Birds. Oh no! And also, also there was a, I saw this tease. I think it was on Tom's Guide of an Angry Birds AR game coming out in the summer that apparently was in collaboration with Apple, hmm. which. Uh, this is obviously one of them. That's what uh, the future of AR is. It's flinging mm-hmm. birds into blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we spoke about Apple TV, Apple TV Plus. Is there anything else that we wanted to, to touch on that? Like, I, I One thing that I didn't say was my thought on the shows. Um, I think a lot of them seem great. I'm really excited about C, which is the Jason Momoa show. Uh, I didn't, I didn't really have a full grasp of what that show was about, but I think the premise is really good. And if you don't know, this is the show that is rumored to be the most expensive show ever produced per episode. <laughs> More expensive than Game of Thrones. Wow. That'll be fun. Just to see what that buys you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to test Apple's seriousness? Like, 
these are the things. Mm-hmm. Like that one billion, they've spent that a long time ago. Like they're into the multiple billions now, I'm sure. It's gotta be. Uh, but like they showed that one a lot in the trailers and it looked very Game of Thronesy in like lots of expansive uh, like scenes and lots of CGI. Like epic. Like, you know, like it just feels mm-hmm. huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it will be cool and to again, see. Like, yeah. And like he's another example of like guy in a very 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 successful superhero movie mm-hmm. making a show they had like they had captain america just sitting there they didn't even bring him on stage like yeah. he was there right well he like, was watching th- out for for nazis he was he was busy that's true oh by the way remember my risky pick of them all coming out and doing that photo yeah so close they published a photo that they took in the morning with all the people mm. that they brought yeah. in so close to getting that one mm. well it was your non-graded pick i think that's it non-graded yeah. pick that's it that's it Cool. Well, I think that I think that does it. There's been a lot going on. It's been a very busy March, uh, but now we're at the end of it because April is just around the corner, which is hard to believe. Mm-hmm. If you want to find links to the stuff we talked about and, most importantly, links to our live show at WWDC, look in the show notes in the app you're listening to this in or on the website, relay.fm slash connected slash two three six while you're there you can send us an email with any follow-up or feedback you can do that on twitter as well federico is there as vitici v-i-t-i-c-c-i federico of course is the editor-in-chief of macstories.net if you're not reading that every day i just don't know what you're doing with your life honestly <laughs> you can follow Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike is the host of a bunch of shows here at Relay FM. So if you like Connected, if you like Mike's beautiful voice and his excellent thoughts on the world, there's other stuff that you would like just as much as you like Connected. You can follow me on Twitter as I-S-M-H, and I write about performas over on 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Luna Display, Away, and Squarespace. Until next week, gentlemen. Say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Adios.